We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I'm Patty Rising in our San Francisco studios, along with Jeff Bell in his home studio in San Francisco. Some pretty sobering figures. More than 17,000 people have now tested positive for the coronavirus in California. The death toll today stands at 430. Here in the Bay Area, health officials have confirmed almost 4,000 cases, 108 deaths. Santa Clara County continues to be the Bay Area County hit the hardest. Uh, it has 1,285 confirmed cases and 43 deaths. San Mateo County, by the way, reported eight deaths today, bringing the total there to 21. Officials are clarifying, though, that the latest deaths did not happen in the past 24 hours. Uh, they're just being reported now due to delays. School districts across the Bay Area shut down their school sites today for the rest of this academic year. KCBS reporter Doug Sovereign has the latest on the end of the traditional school year for hundreds of thousands of local kids. It's official no more going to public school in San Francisco or Marin or Santa Clara, San Mateo, Alameda or Contra Costa counties. County school superintendents and health officers in conjunction with local school districts are calling off in-person education for the rest of this academic year at the direction of the state school's chief and Governor Newsom. We asked the governor, so when will kids get to return to their schools? This fall. I'm being crystal clear about that. I've been crystal clear about this, and I want the districts to be even more crystal clear about this. I mean, the, the, the prospects that in mid-May, or at the end of the May, that we're going to send 6 million children back into the schools uh, in populations that haven't mixed for months to have them mixed, to come back home and to hug grandpa or grandma uh, and caregivers and to potentially see this spread uh, explode is not one that will happen on my watch. So it will be distance learning only, classrooms by Zoom, video lessons, etc. through at least graduation day 2020. In the East Bay, Doug Sovereign, KCBS. Meanwhile, the state superintendent of public instruction has a message for one group of students in particular. As KCBS's Megan Goldsby reports, it's the graduating seniors. What's my message to the class of 2020? That is what State Superintendent of Public Instruction Tony Thurman was asked on a virtual call with teachers, parents, and the media today. It's something he says he's been asked a lot. We understand it's difficult. We understand it's disappointing for those of you who'd hope to be in a graduation procession in May or June. And there is nothing he can do about that part of it, he says. Many districts are planning virtual graduation ceremonies or in-person ones whenever all of the shelter-in-place orders are lifted. But the most important thing that I want to tell you that we know we can deliver on is that it's okay for you to graduate, that you will be able to pursue college or any form of post-secondary education. And I want to commend our students in the class of 2020 I want to commend their families for your perseverance and for sticking to it 
and for rising to meet this challenge. Colleges in California, he says, have been working very closely with the public school system to make sure these seniors are not disadvantaged in any way. They're doing this by dropping SAT requirements and accepting prerequisite classes on a pass-fail system. Megan Goldsby, KCBS. Yet another senior care facility in Contra Costa County is facing an outbreak of COVID-19. As KCBS's Matt Bigler has more on the new cases at a retirement home in Pleasant Hill. The new outbreak is at Carlton Senior Living in downtown Pleasant Hill. Four patients have tested positive for COVID-19. One of them has since returned from the hospital home to the facility, so they're being uh, self-isolating and being cared for at the facility, uh, whereas the remaining three are still at the hospital. Carl Fisher with Contra Costa County Health Services says nine staff members have also tested positive and are self-isolating at home. All this comes after an earlier outbreak at the Orinda Care Center in Contra Costa County County, where over 24 patients and 22 staff members tested positive. One elderly resident died over the weekend. Fisher says communal facilities like this are required to be on lockdown during the shelter-in-place order. Yeah, we're in the process of, uh, of investigating how and why uh, the disease is spreading in, in this facility. He says they've also called for state health officials to do an assessment at the Orinda facility to try and prevent the virus from spreading any further. In the East Bay, Matt Bigler, KCBS. Patty, all this social distancing work certainly has been difficult, but Santa Clara County officials say, you know what, it seems to be working. KCBS reporter Keith Mancone has more on the numbers that are making some cautiously optimistic. We will never know for sure what would have happened if Bay Area health officials had not called shelter-in-place orders three weeks ago. But Santa Clara County Health Officer Dr. Sarah Cody says the models suggest we would be on a dangerous path. Without the shelter-in-place, we anticipated that right around tax day, we would also have run out of acute bed capacity. She says on our current path, though, even through the end of May, hospital capacity should be enough to meet the expected surge. And that is the result of every single person in our county doing their very best to comply with shelter-in-place. And it's also the result of every hospital in our county um, doing everything that they can to uh, increase surge beds. Still, positive trends are no. Dr. Cody cautions these are just predictions. So for now, Bay Area residents are going to need to get used to uncertainty. In the Silicon Valley Bureau, Keith Manconi, KCBS. City of Walnut Creek is working to create better access to cleaning services for the homeless during the pandemic. KCBS's Carrie Hudasek reports that emergency state funding will be used to install hand washing stations and portable toilets. One of the sites here in Walnut Creek that can really benefit from hand sanitizing stations is the Trinity Center. Founder Donna Colombo says they've been stressed with an influx of people because other nearby centers that serve the homeless are closed due to the shelter in place. Imagine you open your doors at 8 and there's a line around the block for people to get in. And you have one bottle of hand sanitizer. How do you do that? She says porta-potties are also needed downtown and near bus stops. If they're riding buses, which they are, if they're on BART, which they are, and they're out in the community, they do not have a place to do that. Margot Ernst with the city's housing division says the state is providing Contra Costa County with emergency funding to begin the installation in hopes of preventing the spread of COVID-19. It's just really important for us to be able to find ways to mitigate any possibility of contagion 
in that community. In Walnut Creek, Carrie Hudasek, KCBS. Lawmakers in San Francisco are calling on the FDA to fully lift any restrictions on blood donations by gay and bisexual men. KCBS's Melissa Colross reports a call came today as State Senator Scott Weiner hosted a special blood drive. That drive is the Give for a Gay Blood Drive, in which eligible donors give blood on behalf of gay and bisexual men who can't donate because they've had sex within the last three months. San Francisco Mayor London Breed participated. I'm really, truly honored to be here on behalf of my friend, my senator, Scott Weiner, to give on his behalf and to give on behalf of the countless San Franciscans who are out and proud and want to serve in whatever capacity they can. Last month, Senator Weiner called on the Food and Drug Administration to lift any waiting period for gay and bisexual men who want to donate blood, calling the restriction discriminatory and pointing out that blood supplies have fallen sharply due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The FDA did act quickly, but instead of ending the ban, it reduced the ban from a 12-month celibacy requirement to a three-month celibacy requirement. That is still effectively a ban. Restrictions on gay and bisexual men donating blood date back to the 1980s. Melissa Call Ross, KCBS. <laughs>